Hey, if you've suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, make sure you call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. Free consultations are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Dial 713-322-HURT. That's 713-322-HURT. Or you can go to the website, DaspitLaw.com. Are you ready, kids? Actually, I was doing more Astros talk than you were, dumbass orange toilet paper people, because I was with Charlie Palillo. Do they still let it be? Well, and Springleton and Jonathan Singleton's not up, and we have nothing to talk about, yet we're going to talk Astros baseball. Hey, can I? That's what it was every day. So I don't want to hear from those people. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. Do 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 do. Fabio Bangs. Do 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 do. Good Wednesday morning, everybody. John and Lance, along with nice. Dell, here with you. I every morning I want to say RJ. I just want to say RJ. I mean, I don't want to say RJ, but I think I think about Whoa. RJ. Okay. And Dell is here. Instead, Dell has taken over. He's our. He's the new RJ here on ESPN ninety seven. I thought RJ was the old Dell. He was, but now you're the new RJ. Yeah. You're, you're the new Which RJ. Which one of us is medium Aaron? Old sort of Aaron? Neither. No. No. Neither. Aaron was the, the standard bear. Okay. That's uh, and How long did he last? How long did Aaron last? A year. A year? That's about what RJ lasted, too. Yeah. We got to ask. Uh, Bill, we got to <laughs> ask. There's a rumor Bill. that RJ is like. not. Yeah, that RJ is like. Hey, well, it's not a rumor. He t- well, I think he's like, I kind of wish I was back there. <laughs> back in, in Jacksonville? No, here. Oh, back here? Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. Well, Dell's already put his funky-ass Dell stuff in there. Yeah, there's now we got doo-doo-doo-doo. Funky-ass okay. I mean, if he wants to show Del up for, for an hour and fill in from 12 to 1, I mean, just because we need someone to do some work. So how long is that, that lasting for you? <sighs> The Dell experience or whatever it's, it's called, called the interlude. Thanks for listening. Um, it's something I know. It's called <laughs> yeah. something. You actually have an open. It's probably going to. I've always had a, an open. I had an open the week I filled in for Paul. Oh no, it's going to last about a month. A- I think. Apparently, it's longer than I thought because <laughs> yeah. there's there's some issues in the way. <laughs> yeah. You said a week. I'm like. Hmm. I thought it was a week, but this might go longer than I imagine. It's going to go as long as a non-compete goes. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Don't look. Should be about a month. More work for you. You know what's great? Is that- hey. You know what? You're going to host when John, it'll be the Lance and Dell experience with the final hot take or whatever our show that we do is. First hot take. No and uh, we have a we have undisputed a hot take. Undisputed hot take. We have a oh, that's our show. Well, Dell and I have a segment called Undisputed Hot Take, where people will call in with the hottest takes that they can pop, and Dell and I will kick them around. Okay. And so um, when you like, out- like you brought one to the table, could an all white basketball team be win a championship in the NBA? Yeah, yeah that's an undisputed hot take. Yes. yes. Yeah, that's an undisputed hot take. Yeah. That would be on and TV. Jokic, Doncic, and then we get into a battle. Austin but then it turns into a battle of who's white. Can we have white? Okay. 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 Can we have Euros okay. or just white, white Americans? White is Caucasian. Those guys are Caucasian. Yeah, but we don't we don't call them white. We don't they're call whitey. them white players. They're whitey. They're, they're Euros. That's it a different is weird. segment. The, the check the check boxes. This, the ethnicity this argument box, is stupid. The ethnicity box has changed over the years, right? So it used to just be, you know. Um, it feels like it should be Asian. Uh, I, I say this out of probably some level of ignorance. Now that there's, I have biracial kids, but I was told they're not biracial. Actually, did you know that technically that white and Mexican kids are not biracial? This probably plays into your into your. your uh, stuff. What are they then? Uh, they're multi ethnic. They're from two ethnic. They're not Hispanic. <laughs> No, no, I like that phrase. Okay, I like Hispanic or Spanasian. So you went. No. So no. Uh, um, well, they wouldn't be Spanasian. So it would have to be. That would be if it, it would was be, Asian. It would be black. Okay. And so white. To Wait your a minute. point, if you're white and Hispanic, you're black. You just said that. No, no. no to be to be biracial. Oh, to, you have two to have races. Black. Okay. So the race, to your point, and this actually kind of makes John's point, which I hesitate to do what you hate to do i hate to do this right but the fact is they say which i don't agree with it to me it's but but technically you'll notice on the boxes are you are you what are you are you okay caucasian right no you don't say caucasian anymore it says white White. okay okay and the next question is yeah but are you hispanic 
Are you Hispanic? Well, which no. one? No. Right. I'm, I'm. If you're Luka Doncic filling it out. Can I say the real. No, I'm real white. I'm like, I'm no. actual white. No, you don't Do have to be. Do they have that? You don't have to be whitey from Georgia why are we or Mississippi. To, why are we switching this up? Everyone who's walking the planet knows, oh, that's a white guy. That's a white guy. If you say that's a white guy, that counts. But I wouldn't say that for. I'd also want to hear them talk like I'd say. Say bacon, and they'd say no, 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 no. Bacon. You okay. decide what you guy. are if you don't hear. If you just look at them, that's a white guy. Like, he, do you have bean green? All right. If you ever had green bean casserole for Thanksgiving, and if Luca goes, what? Okay, you're not. And then, and then you'd have. <laughs> Thank I think you. That's, actually, that's the line of demarcation. That's the line I of demarcation. About, I talked about this yesterday. Thanksgiving how at some dinners, depending on as John say what you look like. You're, there's going to be green bean casserole. At yeah. other dinners, there's not, there's going to be yams and mac and cheese. So <laughs> they can they can. They so can, if you are, wait, like if Luka Doncic says I don't like green bean casserole, I like yams and mac and cheese, he might drift to another side. No, see you don't. In the draft, we might take him. Oh my gosh, you don't fill out the paperwork at the doctor's office and it says mac and cheese and <laughs> and, and, and yams or I beg to differ. Green bean casserole. Well, we it don't says care about white, the doctor's what, office. What doctor are you going? Not the doctor I go to. Listen, Holy crap. It's re- it is really simple. They asked me, do you bake your mac and cheese or do you just pour some <laughs> powder on it? And that determines who, what, who yeah, you are, actually. The baking thing is, can be a little questionable if it dries out too much. Uh, well, that's why you have a good cook I mean, you literally, staff. yeah, you have to have it, but you have to have it to a certain level before you throw it in an oven with breadcrumbs on it or it's going to dry but out. But to answer the original question in Undisputed, dry mac and cheese. In the undisputed Hot Take yeah. is that the all-white team wouldn't win because none of them play any defense. Oh, oh! So now it's That's you're white answer. if you don't play defense. Tyler Hero, uh, J- then James Harden's white. Tyler Hero, well, you can take him if you want. Tyler Hero, Austin Reeves, Jokic is okay. Who else did you? Don- Shingun, Luka, Doncic, Luka, Shingun. Shingun. None of them play defense. No, no, <laughs> no. Boy, that is yeah, a problem, they're, they're, it? It, Well, the, the finals one fifty eight to one fifty seven. Well, you, you have to get to the finals first. Okay, that's what we do. That's that's yeah. How our we do depth it. probably isn't. Great. Can we talk about Justin Verlander for just a minute? Our oh, depth is really bad. If we don't allow Shingun. And like I said, if they ask the the if they ask before what we get about to that Justin Verlander, Verlander, before we get to Verlander, if they ask the green bean casserole. Or the thing, what do you have for Thanksgiving? They say, what's Thanksgiving? Okay, you're automatically yeah. out anyway. Uh, that means you're not a white guy. No, no, no. I think they. I think those people know what Thanksgiving is. They may not do celebrate, they celebrate it. They don't it? celebrate it. Then but you're they, not a, a white guy. No, but they eat good here when they're in America playing basketball. Who yeah. says, this isn't a question about eating good. Have you had a green bean casserole? Mm-mm. That means you're white. De- you don't have to like it. It depends on what the police call you if you're running from them. Okay. Well, you want to... Say that that's somebody on Twitter. Yeah, before you. you no, no, take that the was Jason. That, that yeah. was Jason. Because that, that looks like it sounds well, like. Why, it's why, hey, why do you run that. for the cops too? Yeah, okay. look at Baker Mayfield. Right, but yeah, Baker Mayfield, who's the starter now in Tampa, by the way. Congratulations to Baker, and that's going to be a disaster. Um, a matter of fact, we were talking about it yesterday. I think the Saints win that division easily. As long as Derek, Derek Carr doesn't screw anything up. Well, yeah, but, I mean, they're good. I mean, It really looks like a just play defense and try not to turn yeah. it over and you'll win the division. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Atlanta's, Panthers, I think, the only threat. Panthers aren't going to be good. They're not going to be good at all. No, they're not going to be good. Not with a rookie. No way. Um, you know who's good, though? Justin Astros, Verlander. Justin Verlander's good. The Astros are good. And I love Justin Verlander. Just tell him, did you see him tell Alex Cora to F off? Yeah. That was great. F off, Alex. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. I didn't They're, shake it off. Now they were boys in in that dugout for how many years? Justin Verlander. Now you got the sound. Let's hear Justin. Just one year, right? Yeah, Just, not not years. Not very long. Oh, he that's was, right. He was gone. That's yeah, right. In 17, Seventeen. He was dead. So that's they right. may not actually be great friends. But Todd Callis had to apologize because the 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 field mic. They tried to crank up the field mic so you could hear what some of the argument was. Because so what happened was. There was a an issue. He pointed to his to his head, his Justin com. Verlander, and the pitch com was off. So he went off to change it. And Alex and they called a ball initially on uh, a timing. You know, they called a timing penalty and they called a ball on him. But this was after he had already pointed to his pitch com stuff and he went and changed it. And they, you know, they took the ball off. And Alex Cora came out and he was all pissed off. And I was like, what is he? What is he arguing about? He clearly had a pitch com issue and he just kept steady chirping at the home plate umpire. And finally, you could hear Verlander going, 
I didn't shake him off. I didn't shake because what he was saying, what Alex was trying to say, no, that's a legitimate. That should be a ball. He was fighting for that ball. Right, but he, he was saying Cora was saying the pitch count is working. He was shaking it off. He was hearing it and shaking it off. Now he's saying because he got a ball that he it wasn't working. And then the and the umps took it And Alex Cora is arguing with the umpire. And here's Justin Verlander walking by. F off, Alex. Uh, yeah, just very casually. As he walked back I to the that. mound. I and love then that. Todd Callis <laughs> apologized for that getting on the air. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, he said those two were great friends. And, uh, or they're, they're two, a friendly banner between two friends, which, you know, I don't, I don't know if they are. Right. Uh, well, here is, here's what Verlander had to say. Here's what Verlander had to say this. Alex comes out there. Here's Verlander says this. Alex comes out there starts arguing that I had been shaking. He was trying to say that my pitch count was working. I'm assuming he thought it, I was using it as a tactic. I wasn't using it as a tactic. He kind of gestured to me and said something like, you go pitch. I don't, I don't think he would take offense. Hell, he might have been out there trying to rile their guys up, get me flustered. Who knows? That was something that, when I was younger, would probably have affected me a lot more than it did now. The old MO against me was to get me to think about anything other than pitching, get me out of my game plan. In part, that was me being like, I'm done with this. Uh, you do what you want. You talk to the umpire. I'm going to go worry about pitching. Uh, it really wasn't directed at him, even though it was. I'm sure he understands. <clears throat> Justin Verlander was very thoughtful last night after the game. Justin Verlander looked back, looked like Justin Verlander again. Here's Justin Verlander. Oh, you got to wait. It's not working. It's a. Uh, okay. So Justin Verlander. Hey, that that Justin Verlander last night, that nine was, strikeouts. Man, he was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, that looked You'd great. Like, and you could see the velocity was good. But what I noticed was, man, he was putting that fastball where he wanted to and had a little late life on yes. it. Yes. And uh, he just looked supremely confident. But the strikeout total, you know, the swing and miss total is such a big deal. When the Astros have been really good, that's what it's been. Yep. The pitching well, has they, been swing and miss. Listen, that was the that was the indicator of whether or not you wanted a guy. As a batter, how many times does he swing and miss? As a pitcher, how many times does the guy swing and miss? That is an indicator of whether or not the Astros wanted you on their mm-hmm. team. Yeah. Swing and miss is, is, was, was a huge, huge indicator for Jeff Luno for all those years that he put this team together. And when you see Christian Javier throwing, what, 48 star- strikes, swings, sw- 48 swings and only eight misses, you're like, holy crap, it's, that's it's bad. crazy. That's bad. I mean, it's not even close to what he yeah, used to be. But what we saw yesterday was we saw two things that we're used to. Prime, Verlander, and Dell, tell us when you have the sound because here's the sound. Verlander explains this. It makes sense mm-hmm. now. Once you hear the Verlander sound and you, you looked at him yesterday and thought, wait a minute. This hasn't looked like the other Verlander we've seen so far no, this year. No. At all. This looked different. Verlander explains it yesterday. Back to nine strikeouts tonight. Just uh, what was kind of working for you? Um, you know, the fastball and the curveball uh, specifically. Um, between last start and this one, um, you know, I felt like I really kind of found something mechanically that um, I was kind of answered a lot of questions for me like uh, you know I've been working really hard this year I think we've, we've already talked about this just kind of like a lot of mechanical tweaks and um, I think I found something kind of like early in my mechanics with my load that um, answered a, a lot of questions uh, and kind of like lined up um, you know down the down the mechanics path of, of kind of what I was looking for so didn't know how it was going to turn out, but I think the results um, were really good. The Velo jumped up a little bit, uh, was behind the ball better, um, timing was better, all, all very positive things. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think the shape of my fastball was kind of back to what it used to be. I and mean, um, you know, earlier this season, I was kind of cutting across the four seam a little bit. Um, you know, it just wasn't a very efficient uh, spin. Um, and you know, for a long time, I've been trying to figure out how to get that back. And it's kind of like slowly been getting there. Um, but um, I feel like the kind of last piece of the puzzle, um, I hope, you know, obviously you can only go start by start. But the results um, today were, were really what I was looking for. So I noticed the load was different yesterday. Yeah. Are you staying behind the ball? I mean, did you? Yeah, the load and the stand behind. That's something John, John just mentioned, staying behind the ball. I noticed the load was different. 
uh, you noticed he was staying behind the ball. Right. These are some of the things that we noticed. These are some though. of the things. Well, you know, you know what I notice. I'm going to cut what you just said about that being different and play it out of context going mm. forward. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I'm Don't warning you. Talking about loading. I'm just war- warning you. I'm going to play. Talking about a load. I'm going to play that out that. of context so much going forward. <laughs> so, in context so what I, that we basically can recognize pitching flaws. Yeah, I've well, already figured out Javier. By when the way, we come back, he's dropping his shoulder too when, low. When we come back, let's talk about that that quote from uh, from uh, Justin Verlander on the other side, right here, and then we'll uh, Lance can fix uh, Christian Javier. Yeah, right. me if he wants. That's, be that's great. great. That's great. That'll happen on this show next segment. Right now, though, I'm talking about Doc Manavis. Doc Manavis is awesome. Doc Manavis. Is uh, she is helping so many guys with prostate? Okay, if you've got an enlarged prostate, if you think you have an enlarged prostate, let's say you're going to the bathroom a bunch, you're up in the middle of the night a bunch, you can't start, you can't stop. All of these things uh, indicate that you might have an enlarged prostate, and it's a pain. It's not only a pain, but it's dangerous because you could get liver problems, kidney problems, urinary tract infections. You don't want this unchecked. If you do, in fact, have issues with your prostate, just go get it tested. And Doc Manavis has the PAE, which is the best way to go about it. It's an IV as opposed to don't get surgery. Somebody tweeted me and said, man, I told my dad about it, but he still went and got surgery. And I, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard because the surgery is so awful. Prostate surgery is probably the worst surgery there you could possibly have. So if you can cure this thing with an IV, let's go. Go to 975prostate.com. That's 975prostate.com. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5, home of the Norwegian Blue. And remarkable bird, the Norwegian Blue, in it beautiful plumage. <laughs> I'm in love with the coco. I got it for the lolo. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. Hey, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. John and Lance. By the way, we didn't even mention yet. Uh, the Astros are half game back. By the end of the, you remember those Rangers that couldn't be caught? We can't, there's no way they could catch this team. They're a half game back. They might be in. For, they're probably going to be in first place by the end of this they month. Should. Let alone by the end of the season. I mean, I'm now officially worried about Seattle. Yeah. Okay. Because no, I mean, can the Ra- valid? It'd be amazing if the Rangers cratered out of. I mean, they're basically they lost choking. six straight. The Astros weren't playing well. The Astros have pitchers. They don't even know how the hell they're even going to get through a game with their starting pitching now, and they keep catching the Rangers. This is incredible. This is incredible how. They're moving up. The Rangers lost six straight, and the Astros, you know, Seattle keeps winning. Seattle's, in th- in three days, Seattle could be one, Houston two, and Rangers out of the playoffs. That's how quickly this could happen now. The Astros are a half game, and Seattle's one game out. Right. I don't know that they'll be out of the playoffs because Toronto would have to catch them, and I, I don't know that that'll happen by the end of the month. But, oh, give the Rangers time. Yeah, well, I mean, they've lost six straight. They're going to win a how game far again be- soon. How far behind are the are, are the uh, Blue Jays? The right Blue now. Jays are two back of the Astros, and so they're so two they're and two and a half back. Yeah, I mean that, that ain't that, a whole lot though. No, that ain't a whole lot. I mean, listen, it, it, the Rangers could be the one, the odd man out on this thing. I don't think there's any question about that. We'll see. Um, we'll see what happens. But it's so funny. It is so funny. You look at um, this. James Feenster says this. Let's face it. Alex Cora had to get Alex Cora got thrown out in the seventh inning last night. Uh, he, Alex, of course, had Alex Cora had to get thrown out. When your player gets thrown out for arguing calls, you need to find a way out to try to pump that team up. They just swept the Yankees. I know they were losing this game, but it was three to nothing at the time. It wasn't like the game was over. The, the it's like you want to talk about the swings in baseball. They've just lost one game, and Alex Cora feels the need to get thrown out of the game. That's mm-hmm. how. That's that. I mean, it's not like this team has been slumping. Uh, he went out to get thrown out too. Yeah, he went out to get thrown. Out. <clears throat> you know, the, yeah. he had a he had another player who was already th- thrown out of the game, and and he went to, you know, he went to get thrown out. Um, I get it. There were some close calls, and that th- that were given to the Astros. But then he went. He lost his mind on a call that wasn't even close. I mean, it was way outside, and Alec. And, and Alex Cora wanted to argue that the Astros were getting calls that his team wasn't getting, but this wasn't even close. It wasn't even close to touching the zone. He went out, started yelling at the umpire, was scraping the side of the plate, 
And, you know, and if you call balls and strikes, you're automatically gone. So he wanted to get thrown out. But, yeah, you're right. I think it happens this inning, by the way, John. We're watching the Astros breakfast or whatever, the replay of the game. But it's uh, um, it's really it's, – it was, it was a strange situation. So, Dusty, so Jordan didn't play yesterday. Jordan is uh, injured again. He he he'll be back though. Dusty said he probably know, a he day has, off and then maybe. So is this so this is a game where he's missing a game because he's injured, right? Well, he he caught his thumb in the door. I know. Yeah. So okay, but but yeah, but I mean that's a, that's a that's a it's not like he 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 has got an ACL. Did Cal Ripken ever catch his finger in the door? Uh, yeah, and and you know what happened? What they he they played? said that they they said that they couldn't uh, they they couldn't they had the electricity went out to the ballpark and they can't cancel the game. He didn't catch his finger in the door that day. Uh, well, whatever he, he something, did, they canceled the game that day. Cal Ripken never missed. You know who doesn't miss for injuries like Maldonado? Maldi never missed. No, he never missed. <laughs> Maldi always no. Cal Ripken no. ever hit a, a series of siding home run? Yeah, no. Well, he might have. To win a World Series? No, not to win a World Series. All right, but then. So I'll take... In 83, they won the World Series, but he didn't hit a... a, a All right, then. Yeah. So I'll take a, do- a, f- a finger on the door, an injury when Jordan's winning a World Series. When Cal Ripken does that, we can have a conversation. Well, yeah. I, lo- I love Jordan. He's just... He's going to miss for a variety of ailments, even if it's one game. Yeah. That's just become who he is. But so yesterday, it was going to be Jonathan Singleton at first, and then it switched to... Yonder Diaz. Well, first of first. all, Yonder Diaz wasn't in the lineup to start. So Verlander's initially, uh, initially, Jordan was in the lineup. Who was in center. Then and and Dubon was in center, but McCormick was on the field at least. Right. McCormick was going to play left field. So Yiner's not in the lineup. <sighs> You're going to put a 113 hitter in the lineup instead of Yiner Diaz. So then Jordan is hurt, so he can't play. So he a guy who who you didn't even want to play in the game, you just put him in the cleanup spot the <laughs> because that's spoken. where you could have changed the whole lineup, you know, and played first. Then he says, if initially Yiner was just going to DH, then he switches him to first base. Now, originally he didn't want Yiner to play first base because he's not as good at first base. Yet when Yiner was in the lineup, he took Singleton out of first base and put Yiner there. It makes zero sense. I, didn't under, uh, I, I, I was wondering, the coin? like, is that from, the coin from a defensive? It could have been the coin. I mean, it could have just been. Been, am I going? Uh, it should have been heads. It's Yiner tails. It's Singleton at first. The coin is spoken. Right, and then it, it could be and that then when Jordan wasn't there. Okay, where does we just see bad right. fourth? Yes, the coin says yes, and then he says, "Well, who should play first now?" Oh, yeah, yeah, Yiner, yes. Yiner. yes. It, can, it can be as simple as a coin boy decision, where it's just the coin has he spoken. He doesn't flip a coin, okay? It's The coin has spoken. I think he does. This is look, feels it randomized. It was so maddening. Well, I'm not, I, I don't want it to turn into a huge dusty thing, but I do want to ask this question, because I was thinking, uh, the only reason both these guys are in the lineup, is it just that Singleton, does he want to see Yiner get more reps at first base? Like moving forward, that might be a positive. Well, he is now. Yiner he's... almost missed a foul ball yesterday. He almost overran it. But does Yiner? Does he want Yiner to get more, uh, uh, you know, position reps? Well, then is why wasn't a, he in the lineup to begin with? Is that a thing? Why would you well, put the one thirteen hitter in the lineup? He's really bad against, against an. Uh, uh, he's terrible against right hand pitchers. Who is Yiner? Obviously, <laughs> no, he's awesome. Oh wait, that's right. He slashes over nine hundred thirty at his OPS. Yeah. What happened to? The 113 hitter last night. The 113 yeah. oh, hitter. Yeah, I'm sorry. Dusty had, feeling, Dusty had a feeling about last night, yeah. and he was the right. The coin has spoken. The two coin doubles. Has spoken, Those must be the saddest doubles of the your coin life. Has spoken. No, I loved it. I love Singleton getting some hits. I, I I was praying for Singleton. I pray for Maldi to get hits. I want them to hit. But my goodness, you can't make out the lineup that you made last night. Yiner sitting with Singleton playing. It doesn't matter that Singleton had hits. It matters who is more likely to get hit. That's how you decide. You're in the thick of, a, of trying to win a division. Yes. You're, this is all stuff. It makes no sense. Why we're, why we're juggling. This is like this lineup is, is it's just weird that it's not more static. Best guys, this, this should be told. We're at a point in the season now where it goes, all right, let's make, go with our meritocracy run. We're the best. On, it's best on best every game now. 
Well, John Singleton is older, so John Singleton. I love that Jonathan Singleton had the two hits. They were they were critical, and you know he went off the wall for one. He yanked one down the uh, you know down the line to to spray in another couple of runs. He he had a really good game. That was great for Singleton. It's kind of random that Singleton didn't play first and Yiner DH because you would think Singleton's the better first, but maybe Dusty wants to give Yiner more. Uh, maybe for the future of the playoffs, he wants Diaz to get more. You know, maybe there's an idea that Abreu is not going to play first. As not well. with not with Verlander on the mound. He has to have his best defense. Remember? Well, no. Now, now that's okay. So he Justin's a fly ball pitcher. So you have to have Dubon in center. Except in the playoffs, when Chaz McCormick, when Dubon couldn't even see the field because Chaz McCormick, the most important games he had Chaz out there for Verlander. Now when Fromber, well, that- when Fromber is pitching, he's got to have his best infield because Fromber's a ground ball pitcher. So Yiner won't see the field because he can't play first because he's not the best first baseman fielding, and he can't catch because the Maldonado catches him. So there's no way y- Yiner can play now because Fromber's well, on the how, Let's on the see how it goes because Yiner's playing a lot right now. Yeah, he's playing a lot right so now. I don't want to say but, Yiner can't but play. But why was playing. he out of the lineup? I just is maddening. It's maddening. Maybe he's what, it is. It's really. It's really. Did he stub his toe? It really is coin boys though. <laughs> like everything you think, why would that happen? It's just. It's just the coin, the coin has spoken. It's really. It's the only rep. <laughs> Love that. It's the only thing you can come up with though, isn't it? The coin is has spoken. Is there any other reason? Uh, I can't. I that can't. you can think of? No. A baseball reason? All right, we got a break. It's 728. Charlie, we'll get you on the other side. Plus, we got to talk about that Verlander. There's some stuff that we have to get to. Plus, the call at home plate. How odd was it? We'll talk about that on the other side. But first, we're going to talk about Coors Lights. While I was watching the game, guess what was happening? That's right. I, you see, here's the deal. is I was I couldn't believe the lineup when I first saw it, so I had to have some Coors Lights. Then when it changed... And everything was fine, and Yiner was at first base. Then I had to have Coors Lights because everything was fine. It here's the deal: is the the common denominator is Coors Light. If you're looking for the best, most refreshing beer, Coors Light. And somebody said I was drinking Coors Light yesterday, and they said, "Well, you can't tell. The, I can tell the difference. There's a huge difference. The Colorado water is makes it way different than that Missouri water. Whatever. I don't know where the other." Uh, places get their water from, and I just, I don't want to know if you want to know the truth because it's gross. But here's the deal. If you're looking for the best way, the cold, clean, crisp, and refreshing, and it's because of that Colorado water, what you need is cold, clean, crisp, refreshing Coors Light. Make sure, no matter what it is, you're keeping Texas chill. It's been hot out there. You keep your part. You do your part. I've been doing my part. Keeping Texas chill with cold, clean, crisp, refreshing Coors Light. ESPN 97.5 on Twitch. We control the spice. The worm is the spice. The spice is the worm. Houston is all systems go. We love our Astros in Houston and all across the Lone Star State. We're Texas proud. John plus Lance equals a damn good start to your day. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. All right, welcome back here on ESPN 975 and 92.5. We're talking to you, Charlie and Charlie's been waiting. Let's get him in here. What do you, he wants to talk about the Astros. Oh, and, and Whitey. Let's go. Hi, Charlie. Hey, what's up, guys? Good morning. Good morning. Hey, I just wanted to say, uh, uh, yeah, it was a good day for baseball yesterday, man. Was, Astros win, the Rangers lose, and the Yankees have lost their ninth nice state. Man, that's awesome! Like they haven't done that in over thirty years, and God, I'm loving it. I, I, like, I like to see how they're imploding, and, and I'm pretty sure they're gonna be stuck it for years to come. So that's a good thing right there. But uh, now, nah, yeah, Verlander put a high score in his place, man. He just really big brother did. Put him to pull him the f off, and he literally f off off, off the off the dugout. So that's pretty funny right there. Mm-hmm. And uh, my last thing was, uh, man, Lance, I like you, dude. I, I think you're funny, and of course you got some great takes, but when it comes to this whole race thing, dude, this, like, if you're white, if your skin color is white, you're white. If your skin color is black, you're black. Like, it doesn't matter. It's, it's, you're, you're Thank you. Thank you. No, you're way off on this one. If you say, okay, let's let's use this pretty fly for a white guy. So uh, who is that? Um, what's the band? It was I, the Offspring? Was yeah, the offspring. offspring. If you, if, if somebody says, oh, that white guy. No one ever thinks, oh, he must be talking about Luka Doncic. No one thinks that. 
<laughs> no one thinks, man, that white boy's crazy. Is he talking about Shingoon? Uh, Said no one ever. No. Yes, they could. Well, in the NBA, well, did Marcus, they could say that white boy's crazy. Uh, did yes. Marcus Morris? That white boy can play. Did Marcus you, Morris? Yes, they would absolutely say Marcus that. Marcus Morris ha- had to apologize for, during a playoff series, I think, for calling Doncic a white boy. You remember that? Yeah, because he's but not he, white. So no, he's that's not right. But he had to apologize because they didn't want to be I will racially say, insensitive. I will say, Luca more than Shingoon can't be. You can make an argument for Luca. Stop. You can make an argument for Luca. Although I feel like as long as English is your is your prevailing, and this is just this is just barbershop type conversation. This is not to be taken too seriously. Nope. I, just, I have to let me give this disclaimer. This this disclaimer. It's not to be taken too seriously, Charlie. But like it's like me and my me and my buddies, me and black friends would have argument. Is he a white boy or not? Hmm. I just feel like in my I felt like I fi- I feel like I found a perfect when me and uh, line Del, of demarcation when, when me and Del hang out casserole is the line of demarcation when me and Del hang out don't do it okay I'm trying to say we talk you. about this kind of stuff no we don't we don't yeah. oh as, as as a black yeah. and white guy we yeah don't, we don't hang out yeah yeah we hang out here all the time mm-hmm. okay. you're done by nine fifty seven what do you mean you're out of here I know we hang out here all the time do we, it for three hours we work. every day hanging it ain't hanging yeah it's hanging to me okay. This is this is this is like this is our barber shop. Oh, okay, okay. You treat it that way, which is a problem when I have to go back and find things. So, so uh, make sure your Twitch sounds on, Dale. Just it is on. People. Okay, that's what so. I uh, did you see this plate at the this play at the plate? Yeah, he just forgot the he thought it was a the home He's, plate umpire thought it was a force out and he screwed up. Yeah, the home plate and look at wow, the league is so rigged against the Astros. So. The the play at the plate, the home plate umpire, the, the the ball beat Tucker to the plate, and the catcher was on the plate, and he called him out because he thought the bases were loaded. They conferred. Listen, I thought his, I thought his strike zone was okay last night. I didn't think it was that bad. I thought it was okay. Yeah. Todd Callis said apparently he's known as having the best strike zone in baseball. Yeah. I mean, Alex Cora went nuts, but Alex Cora had to get thrown out. Alex Cora, he needed uh, to go. He needed to. Well, do Swamp that. Kings came out uh, yesterday. Yeah, I saw that. I heard so that. he wanted to. I watched episode one. It's good. Oh, but it's, for, Swamp Kings are good. But Alex Cora probably just wanted to go catch up on Untold Swamp Kings. The, you the think Florida that's stuff. The case? I think there's a chance. No, or maybe he's trying to finish hijack. Uh, he clearly wanted to go early. Yeah. Apparently, though, there's no Aaron Hernandez in it. There's no pounces. There's no. Uh, there's no uh, Rainey uh, getting arrested. They don't talk about any of that. That's Nothing. impossible. No, somebody said they they went through the whole, they went through it all, and they, they don't talk about any of that. Stuff. Okay, then that's an urban. Then this must be an Urban Meyer would only would right. only be in. Well, that's well, that's taking out. I don't want to sidetrack, but this is that's taking out the Florida story. Yeah, the no. Florida story was they lost control. That they that they that. Aaron Hernandez had some issues there, but you know he became the other Aaron Hernandez, obviously with New England. But the Pounces, you had, yeah, you had issues there. Chris, Ra- the Chris Rainey issue should be an issue, losing <laughs> control. Well, that's going to piss me off if I get there and I don't see any of this stuff. Yeah, because that's part of why this is this stock is supposed to be great. It's the the it's supposed to be a, a complete telling of. Of the Florida story, which is greatness and toughness. It's not near complete. So I get those teams from 06, 08 were good. They won a couple titles. But there's nothing like magical about those teams winning. The stuff, the interesting stuff is all the stuff that they're not going to show. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that, uh, uh, people made a list of it and it's, it's basically that story. man, that's going to disappoint me. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that's why, this is one of the reasons I wanted to watch is the combination of the, you know the Tebow in the same locker room as as the Pounces uh, or Chris Rainey. That's one of the things that's interesting. It's Urban Meyer. I can tell you this: Urban Meyer basically tells you, "I run my my camps." I don't know how Urban Meyer can can coach. Like he couldn't have coached at Texas. He's just too demanding, and he's gonna he's gonna have the players. Here's for those of you who don't know the the Swamp Kings is about the Tebow years at Florida. That when they won the titles, and it's a behind-the-scenes look on it. Jim Weber says this. 
just off the top of my head, things omitted from the doc include any mention of Aaron Hernandez besides Tebow taking blame for the 07 bar fight. Anything about the Pouncey twins. Cam Newton's stolen laptop. Percy Harvin attacking the wide receiver coach. Carlos Dunlap arrested before the 2009 SEC championship. Shelly Myers' 911 call and Urban Meyer going to hospital with chest pains. The entire 2010 season, including Urban Meyer versus reporter Jeremy Fowler and Chris Rainey threatening to kill his girlfriend. None of, of that. None of that's in there. What? You just ruined. Thanks for the spoiler, John. <laughs> well, you're going to see them win championships. So oh, congratulations. wow. Great. I'll get None of that stuff. And that was what that team was all about. But this is what made the documentary concept so interesting. Yeah. Like, honestly, Untold, did you watch Victor Conte one yet? It's really good. Yeah. It, you go back in time, but, man, it's really good. Victor Conte, you see, is he keeps saying, Barry Bonds, I never gave me. He still tries to just – he doesn't want to be connected with saying Barry Bonds did it, but all the documents they have show that Barry Bonds did it. But Conte lays everything out for you. Like the whole steroid stuff is laid out. It's really interesting. Um, Marion Jones, it got me thinking about Marion Jones. She did prison time for lying to con- – for lying – to uh, Congress about her usage, or lying under oath, I should say, about her usage of steroids. She was busted, and she and she uh, had to do jail time. Like, when's the last time somebody had to do jail time? Was it Marion Jones? But she lied and had to go to jail, yeah. and she was there for five years. Talked about there was. I read a story. I don't know if I, I don't know if she said it on the on it or talk, talked about. It. I think it was on the actual broadcast where. No, I think I read a story where she had fights and she had a fight in a prison with some girl who tried to like check her or whatever. And it is wild, but Victor Conti didn't end up doing any time, but he, uh, uh, but he also didn't lie. I mean, he didn't lie about anything under oath. It's really interesting. That was the one between Johnny and Swamp Kings. I thought Johnny's could have gone a little, they could have had more and they could have included more players who are on the yeah, team. Yeah, they left a rolled up cocaine uh, uh, but they got bills. his but they got his participation. Yeah, they he did. was very honest well, he, about yeah, everything. He talked about his cocaine. Oh, he juice. talked about it. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it was uh but the the Swamp Kings is a four part yeah. I thought it was four parts because there's so much to cover. That's really going to be disappointing yeah. if they don't if they let Urban Meyer dictate what could and couldn't be in there. Cuz well, why else would you leave it out? Well, yeah, right. Right. If if he had if he was editorial, if he had uh, the ability to uh, to edit the thing, then absolutely that all that stuff would be left out. What is D'Antoni on a Mike D'Antoni? Is that Mike D'Antoni on a on a, on a mobile? Oh, let's hear man. from Mike D'Antoni, former Rockets coach, yeah, and a guy who lived by James and died by James. Right. Hey, D- Mike D'Antoni on a mobile. How are you, guys? I had to call into the show. We're talking about Dusty Baker and his lineups, and you know how good of a coach I was in the regular season. Yeah, right. I let everybody, all 15 players, couple ball boys, let the water guy play a little bit, and then playoffs, I locked it up. Nobody saw any playing time. Only one guy off the bench. Dusty's going to do the same thing. That's a good all point. Right? I don't know why we're going on him. He's going to play everybody. I, I heard the right field uh, ball boy's going to get in a little bit. We're going to play a couple bench coaches, and then nobody's going to see the field. Not Yiner when it comes to playoffs. It's only Martin. Like, he's got this under control. Look at how good I did in the playoffs with the Rockets. All right? Mm-hmm. I changed my lineup. I did fine. We got all the way to finals. Seven man rotation. Said, so, I don't, I don't know what you guys are worried about. I'll hang up a little bit. You were the, the king of the seven man rotation. Yep. There's no question about that, coach. Um, and maybe we're going to do that. I would Might like, be a little different. I'd like for Yonder to be included. Might be but, a little different since 16 teams make the playoffs in the NBA. Yeah. No, but he locked it down to seven man rotation right. in the postseason. And, yeah. I would like to see Yonder. In that rotation. But he's not like, going to be Maldonado. He's going to lock it down. No. Yonder Diaz will be in there. Oh, will he? You, you, you are, Who's going to catch upset, Verlander? You're upset about things that aren't happening, though. It's like Yonder's playing. Really? Yeah. Because he's, he's already talking about Abreu coming back. I can't more, wait till that happens. And Uncle Mike gets here. He's got more at-bats right now. Well, then let's let's play the ball as it lies. But he's got more at-bats. Then keep, then keep Uncle Mike out. No, Uncle Mike is coming back. What did Uncle Mike do last night? Does anybody know? He played for Sugarland last night. I don't know if he got any hits. I'll find he it. was four for eleven before last night. 
Uh, we got There's so much to do. We still haven't talked about the Verlander thing that we got to get to. We will. Um, but we got so much to do. One of the things that we have to do is mention Damaris Barbecue. And if you're looking for, I think the, their Greek wings are the best. They've also got buffalo wings. They've also got smoked wings. I Listen, you're going to watch games now. We're gonna, This football season is coming. If you're looking for a great place, a great bar to go and watch the games, you've got four different TVs. You've got all the college games, pro games for you there. If you're looking for the best way to watch your games, uh, Damaris Barbecue. Barbecue right there on 18th Street and 610. Just a wonderful place. And how about this? we got the CCA Golf Tournament coming up. There's only a few spots left. Get out. Let's get out there and swing for the fish. If you're a fisherman, because I was, I was thinking about this, if you're a fisherman in this city, in this area, you love to fish. Well, the CCA does so much uh, for, for, for conservation here in the city of Houston. If you're in, in, in throughout Texas, if you're somebody who takes advantage of that, then you really need to help. This is a great way to help. You're going to swing it for the fish. You're going to donate. It's going to, the donation goes to the CCA. There's a silent auction, lots of fun, a raffle, prizes. But this is a great way to give back. You can write it off uh, because it is a, a charity donation. You can play golf with us at Wildcat. It's presented by Kyrish Truck Centers. All proceeds benefit the CCA Texas. Let's go. Let's get out there. It's October 2nd at Wildcat. 713-626-4222. 713-626-4222. Tell them we want to play in the golf tournament. 713-626-4222. ESPN 97.5 on Twitch. Oh, it's you people. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? Huh? From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's the Offensive Masterminds, running an outside zone on your intelligence. John Granado and Lance Zerline. Montero got scary again last night. That's his second game in a row. Yeah. Don't, that's, um, well. Wait, he, he had gets, base runners last night. He didn't, he didn't give up a run. Right, this time he did. He did. He gave up two. His ERA is at five five, but he's he's been pitching well. Yeah, yeah. Hey, the other guys get paid too. I don't know if you heard. Yeah, I don't. I just don't. It, it was a. Mop I've up. seen enough of bad, a bad Monteros this year. I'm not a huge fan. It, uh, him getting into it was high in a, leverage a situation, which it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Um, Although they did get another pitcher up in the bullpen, in the middle of his inning. I want to play the Justin Verlander thing again because it's been a while since we played it and people are just joining us now. If you didn't hear Justin Verlander last night, um, well, he had a tay-to-tay with uh, Alex Cora on the field, which got caught on the mics and he told F off Alex, which was great. I love that. Um, but he also was very, I mean, he was, that looked like Justin Verlander again with nine strikeouts. He only went six innings. Usually he'd go seven or even eight, but he went six innings last night. He had a lead. He won the game. He's nine and six on the season. His ERA is at three, one, nine. He had nine strikeouts and one walk. And he said, listen to him talk about his craft. This is Justin Verlander and how he made adjustments before the start. Back to nine strikeouts tonight. Just uh, what was kind of working for you? Um, you know, the fastball and the curveball uh, specifically. Um, between last start and this one, um, you know, I felt like I really kind of found something mechanically that um, I was kind of answered a lot of questions for me. Like, uh, you know, I've been working really hard this year. I think we've, we've already talked about this, just kind of like a lot of mechanical tweaks. And um, I think I found something kind of like early in my mechanics with my load that um, answered a, a lot of questions uh, and kind of like lined up, um, you know, down the down the mechanics path of, of kind of what I was looking for. So didn't know how it was going to turn out, but I think the results um, were really good. I mean, the, the velo jumped up a little bit, uh, was behind the ball better, um, timing was better, all, all very positive things. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think the shape of my fastball was kind of back to what it used to be. I mean, um, you know, earlier this season, I was kind of cutting across the four seam a little bit. Um, you know, it just wasn't a very efficient uh, spin. Um, and you know, for a long time, I've been trying to figure out how to get that back. And it's kind of like slowly been getting there. Um, but um, I feel like the kind of last piece of the puzzle, um, I hope, you know, obviously you can only go start by start, but the results um, today were, were really what I was looking for. So, my question to you during the break was, do you think the other guys 
I mean, that dude, you want to talk about care. He, you know, if it is not exactly how we want, do you think that other guys are as persnickety, as as de- as determined, as... Detail-oriented? De- yes, as, as Justin Verlander. I don't know. There's probably some, but I think what he has is rare. I mean, his... His craft means so much to him, and I think he just has the great the great gene. You know, Jordan would work on, and Kobe and Jordan are two guys who would work on, for example, um, and these are guys who had some a-hole qualities to them, personality-wise, but they would, it was so important to them, it was more important than anything. They were that competitive, and they would they would detail every, every offseason there'd be something new. They could self-correct in season. Roger Clemens is like that. Um, Nolan Ryan was like that. And all of these have these, these kind of these is their competitiveness overrides the friendliness. He told Alex core to F off yesterday on the field Verlander. No, I think to your question, I think Verlander's got the same kind of, you know, he's just got a little edge to him. Like these other players I talked about. And I think, Fixing, finding the issue and fixing it and understanding what is going on with him, you know, being in great shape. Yeah. This uh, is very Nolan Ryan-ish. Yeah. Roger Clemens-ish. Yeah, that's what it is. Like, yeah. he wants to be in great shape and he wants to play. How do you think he's playing at this level when he's 40? Yeah. That's that's not normal. I know we normalize older players playing now because of Tom Brady, but go look at how many actual – there's been one that I can think of. There's been one – Justin Verlander's type guy, and it's Nolan Ryan. Nolan was incredible into his mid-40s. That makes no sense. That's going to probably be the all-time outlier in all of baseball, to play that level in, in your mid-40s. But what Justin Verlander's doing, 97-mile-an-hour fastball, and he talked about it. He went and found – he went and self-corrected. Yeah. He, I think these other guys need pitching coaches. I think Justin Verlander's been around for so long, he is a pitching coach now. Yeah, Justin Verlander is the pitching. Coach. I wonder if if this isn't going to like like Justin Verlander tweaking and working and doing all this stuff. Is it going to be because Hunter Brown with Justin Verlander in that dugout last year was a lot better, and if he's got the same kind of mechanics and Justin Verlander there seeing the kid, maybe he will help him and and, and maybe that load is just a little bit off for Hunter Brown. And look at the difference between, for Justin Verlander where he said I got behind the ball, I'm loading different. I I I feel like I'm back to where I maybe this kind of thing can help Hunter Brown as yeah, well. Yeah, if Justin's willing to do that, I'd love for him to get to Javier as quickly as possible. Javier and Hunter Brown, please work with those guys as much as, as you, you can, can because yeah. Now, he understands his own delivery and mechanics. Let's not just act like it's easy to just step right in and start getting into the mind of, of well, you would think it'd be easier with Hunter Brown. Yeah, I he's mean, got the same mechanics. It's just a mirror. Yeah, right. So, yeah, he could probably find his. Javier's a lot different. There's I a thought lot you were handling the pieces. Javier thing. Huh? I thought you were handling the Javier thing. No, I will, but he won't listen to me. Well, why, why, why not? I don't know why. Like, Why would he not listen look, to you? So when he pitches, you're going to notice, Del, just... Look at him, You don't John. need a laugh. Look at Lance, John. This is real. When he drops down to three quarters, one of the things he is is the shoulder's getting too low on him and the ball's sailing and tailing. Mm. It's just like in football. He's got to keep mm. – it's the elbow's getting too low. I said ah. shoulder. The elbow's too low. He's you might want to figure out which one you're talking about because it's going to ruin your credibility. It's. Mm. I meant to say elbow. Okay. His elbow needs to get up higher, okay. and I'd like to see him get on top you of the pitches. And i like to see him load better. It, load better? Yeah, he yeah, needs to load better and get behind it better yeah. are two things that are obvious on tape. Right. And then he's got to get the elbow up, and I'd like to see him like snap the wrist a little bit more. Ah, Snap the wrist. Are you going to let the Astros know you found a solution? I'm right here every day, three hours a day. I mean, mm-hmm. they have uh, they—they're asleep at this point. Yeah, they're—they're they're, they're probably sleeping. Maybe no, I mean, don't. Maybe sl- you can go on in the afternoon with the new afternoon show and then and what, let them know. When is that They'll starting? Listen. Yeah. Huh? When, is, when is he going to be able to do that? When with with uh, Joel and Jerry? Oh, you, I thought you meant the other afternoon show that. Can't, Joel heard the segment that doesn't exist. By the way, Joel heard. Yeah, I know he heard the segment. Which yeah. segment? The when segment when I tried to name them Wheelhouse Two. Oh. <laughs> And did wheelhouse he, 2.0. And did he enjoy that? I don't that? think he wanted to be named Wheelhouse. I told you that'd be a problem. <laughs> yes, that was going to be a problem. I didn't. I, I don't. That. I thought that the name would stay you the same. Reckless. And he even sent a picture of me and a host of a of a different show. But the thing was, as I pointed out to him, 
the show name stayed the same. Proper oh, he, Gentleman of Sports, no matter who the host was. Well, he made a reference to a show with John and Land. I mean, John and Sean Salisbury. He called the bench unfiltered, unfiltered. right? To unfiltered, make a point. John, yeah. We're not unfiltered. And he's saying. We're not unfiltered 2.0 because we changed the time slots are different. Technically. Ah. Uh, I guess technically the afternoon time slots are mm, different, too. Yeah, 3 know. to 7 to 3 to 6. Yeah, so they maybe it's, uh, yeah. So maybe they can keep Killer Bees and not Wheelhouse <laughs> powered by 2. Killer 0. Bees. I mean, it's not like we didn't tell him. Right. I, what What were the odds you were going to get a text about that? Hi. Yeah. Yes. He was going to hear that and and directly confront you about it. Hi. <laughs> they were high. They were yes. I recognized, and, and it paid off. Yeah. I re- yeah. Hey, I mean, there's a reason. This is minus one eighty. T- you know. Yeah. Now, now you don't have to say it. Only Twitch will, I guess, experience it. What was your reaction bodily when you saw a text from Joel? I. It was no big deal. No. No, you, I'm just I was kind of like, all right, yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, let's see. <laughs> Knew what, that was coming. Let's see what we got going. Knew here. that was coming. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Yeah, all right. Seven fifty seven ESPN ninety seven five and ninety two five seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. We're talking. You're right. I mean, well, I want to get back on some Justin Verlander yeah. stuff, but boy, you're right. I'm reading through this and like, and everyone's echoing what I said. Like, so it basically, the the Gator. Uh, Swamp Kings basically lacks everything that I gave a bleep about. Yeah. That's that was the that story. Doc was going to be cool because you had Hernandez and the Pounceys in there with Tim Tebow, and Rainey. you have Urban Meyer, who's this drill sergeant. You had Chris Rainey. You had greatness on in football, but you also had the off field stuff that overtook it's, them. You had there's so much stuff that was going to be so cool about well, this, what and came, they ruined it. What came out this week, too, was that the players used to chase Tebow around the locker room with naked pictures of women. Is that in there? I don't. I'm only one episode Just in. Because, oh, you're only one episode. I wonder if that's in there because it's probably in there because that came out this week um, because he was, you know, his virginity and all of that uh-huh. stuff. So they used to chase him and make him look at pictures of naked women so that he would you know, go to hell. Yeah. Brandon Spikes told that story, I think, to the New York Post oh, he did. as a test for his virginity. That's yeah, not right. how you test a man's virginity, showing him naked pictures. <laughs> All right. as a te- what is he, a vampire? And that, was, that a, was that a cross or was that his version of garlic or what? What was that? Is he hissing when he sees it? Yeah. Yeah. What, how he would react. You have to be invited into the strip club if you're a virgin, <laughs> just like the vampire rule of into the house. Right. Uh, let's talk about it. You know, who I invited to my house last week was uh, Aqueduct Plumbing because we had I had some toilet issues and Aqueduct came and, and they were just fantastic. If you're looking for the best way to take care of whatever plumbing issue that you have, it's our guys over there. Billy is unbelievable. He's so good. And the guys are so knowledgeable. They're going to come to your home. And by the way, they're going to give you a square deal because – I don't know that plumbing, whole plumbing thing, you know, used car salesmen used to have, there was some stigma about them and how they would uh, go about their business. Plumbers, same thing. You know, they make a billion dollars an hour and they're, who knows if the, the work is going to get done, but that's not the way Billy does business. Billy does business. He's not going to charge you to come to your place. He's going to give you a free consultation and then he's going to do the work with a fair price. It's not about finding the highest profit margins he can. So it's basically... You know, he has got very fair rates on labor. Um, they're very transparent about what they find and what they're doing. And the bottom line is you just are going to get the work done correctly the first time at a very reasonable price, and it's a company you can trust. That's the best thing you can say about a plumber is they do the right work and they're trustworthy. That's when you know you got somebody, and that's what you got with AqueductPlumbingCompany.com. AqueductPlumbingCompany.com, the only name to have in your phone is AqueductPlumbingCompany.com. Peanut butter sandwich food truck, selflist.com.